long time I've traveled Down the long, lonely road My heart was so heavy It's in our same love But then I heard about Jesus What a wonderful
Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Randy over here at Made Free Church and Tactical Discipleship. I hope you guys are having uh, an amazing, amazing day. Wow, getting a lot of glare on the on this. Okay. Anyways, what an amazing, amazing God that we have. You know, I uh, went over to see uh, my cousin and my well, my cousins and stuff last night. And they were in Ontario and. I didn't know my cousin Kay even lived this close to me. I was like, wow. Anyway, it was so amazing to see my cousin James and my cousin Marie and, you know, my cousin Kay and all my little great cousins and my great, great cousins. And, and it was just, it was just amazing, man. And seeing my aunt Renelle, ah, uh, yeah, what a, what a, what an awesome woman, you know, and, uh, I'm just so blessed, man. You know what I mean? It's, I'm just so blessed to, to have what I have and, and uh, to have, and I'm, and I'm so blessed to have the God that we have. You know what I mean? So it's just so amazing. You know, I got to bring home a big old plate of food. My my cousin Kay gave me, and I got as soon as I got home, I scarfed it up because it was so good. You know what I mean? I just couldn't wait. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was gonna eat it for today for lunch, but I was like, nah, just eat it now because it looks so good. You know what I mean? But guys, I'm glad that you're here, man, and I'm glad that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, things are just amazing when it comes to, to having God in your life. You know what I mean? It really, really, really is. And uh, so we're going to continue our study in Matthew. And this is what matters to the Matthew. We're going we're gonna to be, it matters to the master. This is, uh, we're going to be in Matthew uh, 5, 17 through 26. And um, let's get into some prayer real quick. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time, Lord. And just want to thank you for all the blessings in our lives. Lord, get me out of the way and let your word come through, Lord, as, as we teach this morning. And we just love you. We just love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I think it's Susan. I'm not sure. It might be Susan. But yes, I got to see Kay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, guys, um, if you guys are going to... Um, if you guys are going to put some stuff on there, please give uh, StreamYard access to uh, your Facebook profile or YouTube or Twitter. Uh, that way I can see who is actually speaking because it just says Facebook user and stuff. But yes, um, yeah, it is Susan. That's what I thought. <laughs> Good morning. So I got to see my cousin Kay. It was so awesome, Susan. Oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, uh, so it was really, really good. We exchanged phone numbers and, and stuff and and I got, I just got blessed to see my family, and that was just amazing, just amazing. So it's, you know, a couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, if you guys need prayer, please go to madefreechurch.org. We have a prayer request tab. We have an, a whole intercessory prayer team that um, that prays over your prayer requests every single week, um, and uh, just uh, you know, uh, uh, if you guys want us to give you a call, like one of the pastors or one of the prayer team to give you a call, please leave your phone number. But we can only, we can't call in Europe. We can't call the, you know, over the pond in Canada or uh, in Mexico. It's just the United States and stuff. And uh, good. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah. So if you guys need prayer, please, please, please put that in there. Um, and we'd love to pray with you and pray for you. Now, the only translations I use uh, when I do my studies and, and stuff is the Legacy Standard Bible, which is a new Bible by the Lockman Foundation, that they're the guys that translated the NSAB. 
Um, and uh, so they did this thing called the Legacy Standard Bible. It's a great, great Bible. Um, they only have Proverbs, Psalms, and the New Testament. They're coming out with this year with the Old Testament, so we're going to have a full Bible. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, but I use the ESV as well, uh, and um, I also use the NASB and the New King James and the King James. So those are the only Bibles that I use for my studies. Um, and uh, I don't use kind of any paraphrased Bibles or anything like that, um, you know, because I just, it takes the meat out of everything. You know what I mean? It takes the meat out of everything. So those are the Bibles that I use. So let's get into this study. You know, this study is called um, What Matters to the Master? What Matters to Our Master, right? And open up your word to uh, 517 through 26. It says, do you think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets? I did not come, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill for I truly say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until it's, it is until all is accomplished. Whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, Unless your righteousness surpasses the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard uh, the ancients told, you shall not murder. Whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. But I say to you, anyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be guilty before the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into a fiery hell. Therefore, if you are presenting uh, your offering at the old, uh, altar, I remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled uh, to your brother and then come and present your offering. And make friends quickly with your opponent at the law, uh, at law will uh, while you are with him on the way so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you thrown into prison. Truly I say to you, you shall not come out of there until you have paid up all the quadrants. You know, some some things matter to us, right? And, and some things really, really don't, you know? And Jim Kane in, in, in his commentary says, uh, it, it reminds us of a little quiz that includes, and, and you guys fill in the blank with this, okay? Name five Academy Award uh, Award winners for the best actor. Name five winners of Miss America contest. Name 10 of the last winners of this, the World Series. But a few people, very few people could answer even one of those questions. How about these questions, right? Name a few teachers that helped your, uh, helped your journey in school. Name three friends who helped you through a tough time. Think of a few people that have made you feel appreciated and special. See, people who matter to us are not the ones with money or rewards. They're the people who cared about us and got involved in our lives. And some things really matter to us and some things really don't. But what? But we have to ask the question, what matters to God? What really matters to the Lord, uh, uh, to the Lord God Almighty? And today's scripture helps us see that. And the one thing that does matter the most to God is righteousness. God cares about righteousness. And Jesus affirmed that truth in verse 17 and 18. You see, 
as Lord, as the Lord preached the Sermon on the Mount, we were pro uh, that there were probably a lot of legalistic, unbelieving Pharisees in the crowd. And and as they listened to Jesus, they may have thought this is a false prophet is going and going to deny God's word and start a new religion. There's also uh, uh, many have been uh, some people looking for loopholes so they can live an ungodly way. You see, we can, you know, there, there's legalists today and, and it's called theonomy. It's a new legalistic form of legalism in the church. Many, many are teaching and preaching it. And is legalism good? Yeah, it can be. I mean, I'm legalistic to the Bible. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go around it and say, oh, this, that, you know what I mean? And, and still living on God. Yes, we fall short of the glory of God. But just as King David did, if you have a repentant heart and then you, you change your mind and you change your direction and chase after God, then you're forgiven. You know what I mean? And that's that, so good. But see, some people want loopholes so they can live out their ungodly lives like adultery, uh, like fornication, like, you know, living with somebody you're not married to, um, you know, smoking weed, uh, doing drugs, uh, you know, even getting drunk. I'm not saying drinking because drinking is not a bad thing. It's just not for me. You know what I mean? When I drink, I drink. Um, and uh, so, you know, there are some things that we've really got to understand in a way. Oh, and by the way, uh, the beginning music here was by the Deddy Sisters. Um, these are two young little girls that I found, and, and they, they got beautiful voices. So check them out on YouTube. It's the Deddy Sisters, D-E-T-T-Y Sisters. Anyway, let's get back to it. Little thing. Um. But Jesus knew their thoughts and, and, and he took a strong stand for the righteousness, for the righteous way of life commanded in the Old Testament. And in verses 17 and 18, Jesus says, do you think that I came to abolish the law or the prophets? I did not come to abolish, uh, to abolish but to fulfill. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away for the smallest letter or stroke, shall uh shall pass from the law and uh, shall not pass from the law until it's accomplished a jot was the smallest letter in the hebrew alphabet tittle literally means a horn right so the little stroke on the letter of the alpha uh, it, 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 it's a little letter of stroke anyway uh the lord is telling us here that when it comes to his law and his word he is dotting the I's and T's. Every part of God's word and all of his commandments are supremely, supremely important to God. And Jesus Christ came to completely fulfill the Old Testament law. The Lord also came to begin fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. We see this truth in the New Testament. For example, in Matthew 1, 22-23, the angel appeared to Joseph to announce the birth of Jesus. And God's, God's word says this. Now, in, we're going to start in verse uh, Matthew 1, 22 and 23. It says, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which it was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Jesus Christ fulfilled every Old Testament prophecy about his first coming. And he's completely committed to fulfill all righteousness of his law. This is a huge factor 
in the passion that drove Christ to the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before the cross, Peter drawn out his sword and slashed the servants of the high priest's ear off. And in, in, and in Matthew 26, uh, 52 through 54, uh, Jesus said to Peter, put away your sword, for all who take the sword shall perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could scripture be fulfilled if it, that, it, that it must happen thus? Right? When Jesus rose again from the dead, he appeared to the apostles and ate with them. And see, we see that in, in, in Luke 24, 40, uh, 44, 45. It says, he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. All things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. See, they, they were still kind of dumbfounded. They still didn't understand why he died. They still couldn't get it, right? I mean, they understood why he died, but they couldn't, they, they, the, it was just, I don't know, you know, seeing all the things of Jesus and stuff, man, I would have been like, holy crap. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. But they, you know, but they, they, they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. And, 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 and so they, they were still, you know, had their doubts. They were still going through stuff just like we do. We go through stuff every day. You know what I mean? I try not to doubt God because I see what God's doing in, in, in many, many men's lives today. You know what I mean? It's just amazing to see that. So Jesus Christ commit, completely was committed to fulfill the, his word including every letter of his law. But what does his commitment have to do with us Christians? Everything. Because the Lord's fulfillment of the law was the only thing, only way to righteousness of God's law could be fulfilled for us. In, in Romans 8, uh, 1 through 4, it says this, but therefore there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walked who walked not after the flesh, but the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me uh, from the law, uh, hath made me from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, it is it in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh for sin condemned sin in flesh that righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit righteousness matters to god jesus affirmed it in verse 19 and he rewards it he said this whoever whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does teach them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So yeah, righteousness matters to God, but Jesus rewards it. And in verse 20, he requires it. So it, it, it's, it's not just, it's not just a, 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 when you're not, when you're not too busy or when it's convenient, he requires it, he commands it, right? We got to understand that. Um, and here's, and here's how Jesus warned us in verse 20. It says, for I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, by no means will you enter the kingdom of heaven. That's a big wake up call guys. 
you know, uh, uh, it's a big wake up call in, in, for us in this verse because nobody ever tried harder to keep the Old Testament law than those scribes and Pharisees. And they couldn't do it. That's why in Ecclesiastes 7.20, King Solomon said, there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. No one has ever been able to keep the Old Testament law except for one, and that's Jesus Christ himself. Righteousness matters to God. Jesus requires it. And he even raised the bar on the Old Testament standard. And we begin to see this truth in verse 21 and 22 when Jesus said, Have you heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder? Whoever murders will be in danger of, uh, of judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. That's a big standard to raise. But see, here, here, here in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus began to raise the standards commanded in the Old Testament. A.T. Anderson explained it this way in his commentary. Jesus revealed his superior authority over the law. He also began to look into sinful attitudes that drive our disobedient actions. So, so Jesus began to raise the bar of the Old Testament and he turned the focus from our hands to our heart. As Rodney Buchanan said, Jesus focused on the internals more than the externals. The ungodly anger in verse 22 starts in the heart and leads to ungodly words. Raka uh, means empty-headed or someone with no sense. The original word for fool is where we get the word moron, but it means more than that. Calling someone a fool, uh, the way that Jesus talked about, is to judge them and condemn them as wicked, godless men. That con condemnation starts in the heart. And Jesus cares about our hearts because that is where all sin starts. And as we go through the Sermon on the Mount, we will see Jesus raise the bar on the Old Testament law. And, and also, uh, Jesus set a standard of righteousness that it impossibly high for a, a natural man. And he, and he summed it up like this in Matthew 5, 40, uh, 48, saying, Therefore, you shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Has anybody ever been perfect uh, perfect as God for even a second? No, I think not. But the reality is that when that we've never come close and Romans 3.23 helps us understand because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have, guys. Not just one of us. All of us. All right. God bless you. Love you too, uh, Susan. It's good that you were here. It's good to see you on. When, you know, when we hear this, this verse, we, we usually focus on the fact that all of us have sinned and, and we, we really have, you know, but how far do we fall short? Fall short of the glory of God. That's how far. Infinitely far. God's glory is so brilliant and pure that it would kill us to see it in our mortal bodies. And in Exodus 
uh, 33, 19 through 23, Moses asked to see the glory of God. He said this, then, then God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And, and, but he said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you on the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you will see my back, but my face you shall, shall not be seen. See, God didn't shield, God didn't shield us from his glory. We would melt away like, like snowflakes in a hot desert. So for us to measure up to the glory of God to be is, is like would be like being a flea climbing up Mount Everest or a mosquito learning how to fly a jet plane or a germ graduating from CBU with a 4.0 grade average. It's never going to happen. Heaven is perfect righteousness and how we're going to get to it. It can only come through the cross of Jesus Christ. It can only come by the work of God in our lives. That's why in Romans 1, 16 through 17, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first, also for the Greek. For if righteousness of God revealed from, from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And in Romans uh, 3, 19 through 24, Paul said, now we know that whatever the law says, it says those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by seeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the, even the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ to all on who believed, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of Christ Jesus. The cross of Jesus Christ shows us the seriousness of our sin. And only the cross can save us from our sin. Corey Tembo put it this way. I don't know if you know who Corrie Ten Boom is. She was, uh, when Hitler was killing, she was a part of it. Well, anyway, look her up. Corrie Ten Boom. She put it this way. Um, in the forest fire, there is only one place where the fire cannot reach, and that is the place where the fire has already burned itself out. The cross is the place where the fire of God's judgment against sin burned itself out completely. And it's only there that we are safe. So we just must run to the cross, right? We, we must put our trust in our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. And then you will have righteousness that God alone can give. Plus, you will have the power to live a righteous life 
God wants us to live, and that matters. Righteousness matters to our 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 master, and relationships master uh, matters, right? And we and we see this truth in verse twenty three to twenty four. Jesus says, "Therefore, I bring if therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift before the altar and go away." First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. God cares about relationships. And, and, and here the Lord is focused on our relationships with other people. God deeply cares about our relationships. In fact, relationships were the main purpose of the gospel law, of God's law. Not gospel law, but the God's law. The Lord gave his laws so we wouldn't hurt ourselves. We wouldn't hurt other people and we wouldn't hurt him. And yes, our sins do hurt God. In Ephesians 4.30, it says, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It tells us that the Holy Spirit is grieved by our sins. A healthy relationship are the heart of all of God's laws. Jesus made this truth clear when, when he asked about God's greatest commandment in Matthew 22. 37 through 40 and Jesus answered and he said to them you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart mind and soul and with all your mind this is the greatest this is the great and foremost commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang the whole law of the prophets guys are we really loving our neighbor are we truly loving God are we truly standing in love with our Savior, but loving and reconciled. And to give you for an example, you know, uh, I reached out to um, a few people, you know, that that I was having issues with, and and I tried to reconcile. I emailed them, and uh, you know, I did my part. You know, I did my part with these with with this gentleman and this 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 lady, you know, and um, you know, my sin created a lot of havoc. And people got involved that shouldn't have never got involved. And, and I was bitter towards him. You know what I mean? I was really bitter towards him. I was like, eh, you know what I mean? But the good thing about it is, is that the purpose of it is being forgiving and reconciled, reconciling. And I tried to reconcile. Now, they didn't respond. and That's whatever. That's on them. My side of the street's clean now. You know what I mean? And truly forgiveness is the key. You know what I mean? Is one of the keys. So let's move forward. You know, here in, 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 in verses 23 and 24, Jesus focused on our relationships with other people. But most of all, God cares about re our relationship with him. You know, God the Father cares so much that he sent his only begotten son into the world. God the Son, Jesus cares so much that he died on the cross for us. His Holy Spirit cares so much that he comes into our lives and into our hearts when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. And at the same time, God's spirit gives us everlasting life and makes us children of God. And, and when we believe in Jesus, we get a new eternal relationship with God that makes a difference and makes a difference in every other relationship that we have. Guys, you know, I've, you know, I've, 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 I've hurt my parents and my family so much 
you know, that um, it's hard to swallow the lies, the deceit, the, the everything that I've done to my mom and my dad. And it was, it was very hard for them to forgive. But you know what? I got to make peace with my mom before she passed away. And God's just in the, he's in the, right, the restoring business. You know what I mean? He's in the reconciliation business, guys. And to see my family last night, um, I almost wept all the way home. It was so awesome to see that restoration and that reconciliation. You know what I mean? It was just, I was like, yeah. But, uh, you know what I mean? But I hurt my parents so bad, you know, with my actions, my attitude, and the violence and the drugs and alcohol that I used to do, man, that I got to reconcile with my mom, but I didn't get to reconcile with my dad. And, uh, uh, um, but I get to live out my amends today to my dad. And that's important. You know, he's in heaven, you know, because he gave his life to Christ and passed away in 2017. My mom gave her life to Christ and she passed away in 2016. And then I see all my family giving their lives to Christ. It's just, blows me away. Keith Green said, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. Right? And just because your body is here in, uh, right here or in church doesn't mean that your heart is too. You know, just going to church isn't enough. But we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior and begin to walk with him, worship him, and being fed by his word. And he will change us. Jesus will change us for the better. And the change can help our relationships. Being a Christian makes us better. Uh, makes us a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better mother, a better sister, a better brother, and a better friend. You know, we don't want to be like the lady who wrote this letter to Billy Graham. And, and she said this, I'm in my 80s all alone and it's my own fault. I went through life being disagreeable and demanding that everybody do things my way and all my relatives turned against me. Maybe someone will learn from my life. I wish I could live it over. Unfortunately, we can't go back, but God can start something new in our lives today. And, and, and you may have been beaten down by life you may have been put down by your family. There are criticisms, and maybe their criticisms are may, may be true. But I want to remind you that you are incredibly valuable in the sight of God. He can take us right where we are and do something amazing in our lives. Sidney Harris once said this, nobody can go back and make a new beginning, but anyone can start today to make a new ending. Let God turn your life into a new direction today because it matters. It especially matters to God. And what matters to our masters, relationships matter, but reconciliation matters. This part of the Lord's message in, in 23 and 24, Jesus said this, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, you leave your gift before the altar and go your way. First reconcile to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Reconciliation is the idea of bringing to, bringing to 
back together as one in harmony and goodwill. And we will all are going to need reconciliation because we are all sinners. In the next two verses, Jesus stressed that whenever we are wrong, we need to rush to uh, we need to, to rush and make things right. The Lord said this in, in twenty five and twenty six. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge over to the officer and you being thrown in prison. Surely I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. So you guys, now is the time for action. Now is the time to do all we can to make this right. Delay really, really, really can be dangerous. And re reconciliation is needed because barriers will rise up in every relationship. You know, um, Cliff Barrows has said it that the 12, uh, 12 words that absolutely are essential for a good marriage. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I love you. But those have to have be sincere words. But those twelve words require more than uh, uh, required more than just for marriage. But Boral said any relationship has have those twelve words in it, or it simply won't work. Melvin Newland added in in a relationship, we aren't willing to say I'm wrong or I'm sorry or please forgive me or admit that we love each other and desire to forgive one another, then recon reconciliation can never happen. But re reconciliation can take place. And through Jesus Christ, we can have the greatest reconciliation of all. And in Romans 5 uh, verses 10 through 11, Paul said this, uh, said this, if when we are, we were, if, if when we were enemies and we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Here's what matters to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Righteousness, relationships, and reconciliation, and reconciliation with God, and reconciliation with one another. That matters to God. See, I had something against these two people. I don't anymore because it doesn't matter. What matters is that I tried and they didn't respond. That's not on me. That's on them. What matters is that my heart is into reconciliation. My heart is into the fact that he is supreme and he requires it. You know, I got to reconcile with my aunt last night. I got to apologize for all the bad crap I did. You know, making phone, making drunk calls to her and, you know, being a part of that whole lifestyle. You know what I mean? And she still loved me. See, reconciliation to 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 people in the body of Christ is is it, it's it, we need to do that. And and if you're trying to reconcile with somebody that is, is, a, is a man or a woman of God and they're not responding, then that's their sin. Your side of the street is clean. You can go before the Lord and give your offer, 
because you've tried. You know, with these two people that I'm talking about, I love them to death. I really do. I mean, I honestly do. You know, um, and well, you know what I mean? Um, that's between them and God. And I got to reconcile with my whole family. I got to see my, my great cousins and my great, great cousins and my great, 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 you know what I mean? Um, and it seems like year four uh, of walking with God and being sober is all about restoration. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Anyway, guys, I got a couple more announcements. I'm just, I'm ecstatic today. I, uh, I got a couple more announcements, guys. If you like, guys, if you guys like to support Made Free Church in any way, shape, or form, please do that. Um, you go to madefreechurch.org. There's three ways to give. You can give on our Cash App. You can give on our PayPal uh, link, or you can send a check or money order to the address provided on the website. Now, guys, we are a 501c3 nonprofit church. So please leave your email addresses so we can send you a tax deductible receipt so you can take that off your taxes. And guys, please go check out our friends at 120 Army. You know, uh, Aaron and Jose are just amazing people and we love them and we support them in such a big way. Um, and go to 120army.com or download their app, right? Download their app. Uh, it, you can download that on, on your, your Apple store or your Google Play store. Download it. Get involved in it. These guys are great people. And if you guys like to, to, to check me out in my own personal website and blog site, you can go to servantforchrist.com. That is servantforchrist.com. And guys, we have a new discipleship ministry called Tactical Discipleship. Um, and it's a men, men discipling men and women discipling women, right? And um, hold on a minute. Um, and uh, and uh, uh, so... It's called Tactical Discipleship. Check it out at tacticaldiscipleship.org. And um, guys, I want to thank you for watching. It's so awesome that you guys are that you guys are here, that you guys watch at night and uh, in the afternoons and stuff. We love you guys. Thank you for all that you do. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. We love you. We worship you, Lord. Bless our day. Bless the people that have watched. Bless the people that are going to be watching later. You love them, Lord, and let reconciliation and restoration of relationships happen. Let righteousness and all that we're learning here happen in our lives, God. We love you. We worship you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Guys, you guys have a great day. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow morning.